Happy New Year, everybody. What's going on? Glad to be back. Took a little time off over the holidays. It was a little tough to track people down and get some episodes recorded, but we are back on track now. I had the opportunity this weekend. I was in Louisville, Kentucky for the New Way uh, Youth Duels. We took a 12 and under team up there and had some kids compete. Uh, it was a good time. Good weekend. Had a good time sitting down and talking to Max. Uh, Max Askren is a 2015 inductee into the MU Hall of Fame. And he is also a 2010 184-pound NCAA Division I national champ and a three-time All-American. Man, Max is just a smart dude. Uh, We had a great talk. Got into some good stuff. Wish I could have had some more time with him. But I think you guys will enjoy this one, as usual. But uh, if you have anybody that you think would make a good guest or that you'd like to hear as a guest, please hit me up on Twitter, Facebook wherever shoot me a message shoot me a text shoot me an email uh drop by the academy and see me tell me in person give me a call let me know who you want to hear from but if you enjoy it please subscribe share it with your friends tell them about it and uh if you really like it check that description and there's a link to help support and you can make a monthly uh a monthly contribution to help make this podcast possible and we'll give you a shout out on here uh, Justin Roth, thanks for the support. You're the man. Anyway, on to this episode. Here we go, Max Askren. Hey. Recording. All right, I just started recording. What's Wait, up, Max? Me, tell us what you did again. <laughs> I, I think I started recording. <laughs> Not much. Hanging out, brewing some coffee in the room. Brewing some coffee in the room. We decided it would be too loud in the lobby with all the hustle and bustle, I guess, right? Hustle and bustle. So many kids running around, yeah. So we're in Louisville, Kentucky? Louisville. What's the proper enunciation? (laughs) We had a a native Louisville guy um, that's on our team. He's like, no, you're saying it wrong. You got to say it like you you got stuff in your mouth. Louisville. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. The less you move your lips, Can I think, I? the more, like, oh. Exactly. You got to pretend like you got, like, a stroke or something <laughs> like that so you can't move apart. Yeah. Um, hey, what's what's the situation as far as language here? Whatever you right, are I'm comfortable just, with the public hearing. I'm just making sure you're comfortable with whatever there's, I'm slanging. There's some A's and S's on it. All right. Gotcha. That's about it. All right. Nothing too crazy. So you're saying I could I could, I could win a first? Whatever you want, man. It's your world. I'm just living in it. Uh, oh, we're here for the new way. Uh, I guess I was going to say kids duels, but they had everything this weekend. They had yeah. NAIA D2, D3. NWC, it's the NWCA duels. Once that once the D1 started changing their format, they right. brought them down here, I believe. Which I guess this year there isn't really any Division One. No, no, there hasn't been Division One for a while. Uh, oh, you're talking, they changed the format. So they changed the format, they had regionals, they had this and that. Yeah, this year they've kind of done away with it all. Which kind of stinks, but it, it's... It, it was never the same, I think, ever since they changed it from that one venue. And I think it was a big commitment for, like, the college teams, but I think it was really fun for, like, some yeah. of the, you know, for the fans. Because they see, go to one venue. We'll see some of those duels that aren't scheduled, you know? The guys yeah. don't schedule each other. Uh, but see some of those big-time matchups that uh, people... We'll normally have to wait till NCAA is probably to see. Yeah, I mean, 
Granted, I also think that Midlands and Southern Scuffle have grown even more, you know, it's like since back in the day. Because there was always like a waxing and waning between like, because for a while yeah. Midlands was terrible and Scuffle was great and then Scuffle went down and Midlands was up. And yeah. I think they're both pretty good now, but you know, it's like different teams. Well, the South Beach Duels has pulled a couple. <sighs> they have. Solid teams out of both of those tournaments. That yeah. Kind of, yeah, I mean, they're still good. It's still, South Beach, like, yeah. I, I watched all of them, and I had a blast watching it. There's yeah. great matches. Oh, there's some awesome matches. <laughs> uh, but you guys, I guess, we're, you guys have a 15U team here. We have 15U. We team here. Exactly. You guys were uh, crushing it yesterday. We're right? doing all right. We, uh, I don't know how it happened, but we got the last seat out of everyone, and there was one team, like, like, and I'm not, they probably knew, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm act when you got up here with all these referees. We, oh, I know. Grab them in headlocks and but, stuff. <laughs> There's literally one team with seven kids on it. Like there's there's uh, 14 weights. There's no way they could win a dual meet. We have all all 14 weights, and like we got seated behind them. Like I don't know how it's possible. Um, Sounds you know, like it wasn't too thoroughly. Done no, right. it's just you know it's it's probably something that we did. But I was gonna go and be like, yo man, did we mess up? Because I I'm sure it was our mistake. Um, yeah, well I don't know. I get you could probably attest to this. It's like the more I get involved and in deeper with the youth stuff. Yeah. The more I'm like, man, you guys are. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to run a tournament before, but it's way harder than you think it's going to be. I know it is hard. You know, it's like, I I, I appreciate the the effort that these guys are putting in. That's why, like, like, I'm not worried. I'm not thinking about busting any of his jobs or anything. I'm just like, hey, like, what's going on? You know, but. But yeah, it's uh. But at the same time too, it's lessons lessons for kids. Sometimes you get a, you get a crap draw and exactly. you got to wrestle someone tough first round. You just got to be up. Exactly. Oh dang! Sounds like we got like an official. I know. One of those steam ones. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. We do not. It's it's definitely just a Hampton Inn, one cup coffee maker. Boom. I just take it black. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you would. We have to drink coffee because the show is called Chat Wrestlers. Getting coffee and telling stories. I've heard that. So now you got to tell a story. Hmm. What kind of story you want to hear? Oh, we'll get to a story. Well, let's catch up. So you guys, you guys, uh, I guess, opened your third location. We have, man, that was a, that was not this last spring, but the spring before, I believe, yeah. is when we opened up. About a year up. and a half. Yes, about a, exactly. It's about a year and a half, a little more than a year and a half now, and then we were even up there. Prior to we we had like a satellite site mm-hmm. up there for a couple of days, so we really we did, we developed that area well, and then Josh Wagner's done a great job up there. And that's um, in Green Bay, right? It's in the Green Bay area. Yeah, it's De Pere actually, but it's like right. within like you can you can see like Lambeau Field from like oh, nice. like right by it. Yeah, so it's a it's it's a central location because you got like the um, what's it called. Um, it's your state, I don't know. Door County. Uh-oh. Door County like goes up on that yeah. little heel that like flares out like in right. Wisconsin and then so like there's some highways that meet there and so it's like we're we're right in that area. Nice. But um it's it's fun, you know, and it's uh And then you you have your location. I run the location north of Milwaukee. Yeah. And then and then Ben and then Coach Messenbrink. Coach Messenbrink really has been headed it for a long time, but Ben's like heavily, heavily involved in that one too. And yeah. so they're both running class. You know, they both run one class each um, nice. in that location now. Awesome. So three spread out throughout the state. You guys are taking over. Yeah, three spread out through the state, taking over. Um, uh, you know, it's like in. in you know, Ben and I both have our different perspectives on, on you know, it's like what what's the next step. But um, I mean, we're just we're just we're figuring things out, you know, and making sure. I mean, yeah. It's exciting. 
It's fun. It's really fun. So, I mean, I think we're, you know, it's like we're, we're at record attendance every single year or something, I think. Um, I think Green Bay was at the point where it split into two classes. So we cap our classes at 40 kids. That's awesome. Um, so Green Bay was split into two classes. Um, I think Heartland is close to sold out right now. And they have about 70 guys. Um, and then... And then Mequon's getting close to sold out, and we have like 75 guys. Wow. Um, so for like an area that like, you know, our, our area, it's like there's like on a, on a high school dual team, there might be six guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so for us to be have, have a sold That's out impressive. youth program, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good, you know. And I mean, it's also always trying to find balance, you know. And I think for, for us, like one of the, I think one of the things that clubs have to do is balance between um, helping the good kids and making sure the good kids remains part of their local club yeah so that's uh and and you're talking about like the kids that maybe started somewhere and then have kind of come yeah come my to you guys and make sure that they stay yeah and so one one of the things that like i did when i first got to the area and i think it was you know it's like for me it was really important because it's like it is it's community you know but mm -hmm. so it's like we've had um programs in our in the other area that we were running that had like we're there like the youth programs are 100 strong yeah you know, but the kind of people that are going to bring their kids to, like, a private club or the kid, you know, the parents that a lot of times are more involved yeah. and are willing to give their time and money and, sure. and effort. And so it's like when those people switch over and they, they're only doing club, yeah, it takes away from the people that are running sure. the, the youth programs and helping coach the youth programs and taking kids to tournaments. Right. And, you know, so, but, yes, yeah, so we've had programs dwindle from, like, 100 to, like, 30. And so I think that's, you know, to me that's kind of unacceptable, right. you know. Right. Um, yeah, we've talked more recently about how, you know, when you take that approach, it's really beneficial to everyone involved. Uh, as long as long as everyone involved has the right mindsets, you know, I think mm -hmm. I think they still have, you know, it's like in a lot of places you still have that thing where uh, it's like local coaches get like, you know, like possessive mm -hmm. or like egotistical. And I think it's probably the same way, you know, with 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 private clubs, too, because sure. private clubs are like. I know more than your local coach. Your local coach sucks, and that's not good for anyone's. No. You know, it's like it's not good for anyone right. either. Um, yeah, well, you've just been explaining it that you know if you come here, number one, we want you to stay involved with your local club because that helps facilitate a better uh, relationship between us. So they don't have that animosity yeah. of that. You know, I'm better than you, or don't go over there. You don't need to pay that money to go yeah. there. I, we don't want to have that negative, like no. you said, community. So that, and, and then. When they're going back there, they're going to be helping the kids in their local club because they're taking the things they're learning from us and going back there. Exactly. And then on top of that, they're more likely to bring a kid. more guys over. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's been yeah, and, and if they bring guys over, those guys will get better. And, then, and exactly. like at the end of the day, they're all going to come back to their own like high yeah. school program right. anyway, their right. own like middle school, high school program. So it's like yeah, it should it should be all inclusive and it should be right a benefit to all as long as like people don't get butt hurt about stuff. Yeah. Well. Today's world, that's hard. Butthurt, proper vernacular. <laughs> it's hard to stay away from butthurt people. Yeah, I know, right? They're angry about everything. Uh, recreational outrage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, it's like technology comes and people are still so bored, they just want to get mad at everything. It's, it or maybe it's easier to get mad at everything. Scroll through Facebook and see some of the things that people are upset about. Like, I don't know how, it's like, I feel like I, I mean, like, I don't know. See, I, I know I can do much more, you know, and you're always, like, looking to, like, improve and get better at, at what you're doing. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, I was like, how are these, all these other people, how do they have so much time to get mad at so many different things? That's because like, I, I, I was like, I don't have enough, I don't have enough time to even follow what they're mad at. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, oh. I go down through and read like five comments and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm I bored. I time to do this. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I gotta get stuff done. And it's just the same <laughs> comments over and over. It's like, right. this guy's an a-hole and like, that's BS. You find some, a few little nuggets of gold in yeah, someone. I'm sure you do. It's great. And it's, it's usually hilarious. like, it's usually like one of those memes with somebody like making <laughs> some weird face. Like you have Michael Jackson that's with the popcorn. Like, like yeah. I just came for the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But uh, so I guess not to just jump in different topics, but uh, you got married. I got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it out Thank to uh, the west side of the. It's it's a ways, man. I I knew that. I knew that having it out. We had it out in the middle of Utah, so it's like you're either flying to Salt Lake City and driving four hours, or you're flying to Vegas and driving three hours. It, it definitely was not an easy to get to place. Yeah. Um, so that was like it looked a, awesome though. It was a lot of fun. It was fantastic. yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was just uh, it's it you know it's like uh, my wife's from Salt Lake City, yeah. so for us to like live in Wisconsin, her the one the one deal was that she can't she can't uh, get married in Wisconsin. Yeah. So I uh, I figured it was a good concession. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> you're already getting the hang of this being married. Though. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Give so, and take. Uh, so how's how's married life been so far? It's good. It's uh it's. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like things I'm, I'm things do, things don't magically change, no. and there's not more hours in the day. And I think people sometimes say things just because they feel like that's the right. That's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, you're supposed to, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's totally changed and everything's yeah. yeah. And so I always like had like some interesting conversations with some friends that would get like mad at me and like. Because my, my wife's brother wasn't going to get, like, you know, it's like the, he has a, a common-law partnership, and, like, it's his wife. They have a kid together. They've been together for seven years. He, like, has all the all the different, like, legal arrangements you need to be, like, like technically kind of married. Like, I mean, like, to have everything in place, but he didn't want the government, like, in his relationship. But, uh... But anyway, so it's like I had roommates that would fight me and be like, being married means something. And like, I'm not saying it's not. I understand different people are religious. There's different right. connotations. But if you think that, you know, it's like getting married and signing a document is going to change the way you treat somebody else, right. you're lying to yourself. Well, then I think, I think you're also dismissing the point of what's ha- like, I, don't, I mean, the, the marriage is just the official way of proclaiming something that you guys already agreed on. Like, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be getting to that point probably unless yeah. you both understood what was happening. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. All right, I guess we make it official now. I just, I just think some people like do it just to try and make things better. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's and you're true. like, that's that's not what's gonna make it improve. Mm-hmm. Like you got, you know. Mm-mm. Either way, but yeah. So married life's great. Uh, we got a dog. Talking about kids. Talking about breeding a dog. It yeah. sounds like a lot of work, but we'll, you know, whatever. It's yeah. a yeah. Kids it's, is awesome. That's, yeah. Huh? That's, kids is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to push you into it, but, you know, <laughs> it's awesome. It's pretty cool. How's, how's, yeah. how's your little one? She's awesome. She's, uh, she's what, one and a half? 14, um, 14 and a half months. All right, gotcha. Almost. I was say, yeah. And she's talking a bunch already. She's really smart. It starts to get, really it starts sure to, get to a fun age. Me. Definitely not from you. No, definitely not from <laughs> me. <laughs> But then the talking, I guess, could be. Yeah, you're right. The talking she got from me. Definitely, sure. I agree I with that. Shut up Katie, yeah, time. Katie's a little, little more reserved. Right, and she's probably a lot smarter, so it might be that com- a good combination. Exactly, just <laughs> the right genetic makeup. You're just glad it didn't swing the other way. Right. Quiet like Katie, and in your brain, and then dumb, dumb <laughs> and quiet. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, you never talk, and we didn't realize how stupid you were. Yeah, were exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Wagner does. <laughs> just kidding, Wagner. We love you. <laughs> there's there's times where he would just be like nodding, and Ben would be like, "See, Wagner understands." And like later on, he'd be like, "Yo, Wagner, did you really know he's talking?" About? He's like, "I had no idea. I have no idea." What you're I was lost. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, he cracks me up. Uh, Wagner catches a lot of crap from kids, huh? Wa- kids love way. Wagner. Yeah, kids love Wagner. But he's he's yes. like able to have that social right. bond with them that I think that I think uh, is it really important when like you're a coach. Oh, for sure. You know, you're like their mentor, but you're also like you know it's like you're kind of like borderline, like you're like one of the one of the guys, one of the yeah. friends. Yeah. I think it's yeah. It's almost like I think I think of it sometimes as uh, infiltrating their youth, so that you can pretend to be one of them and show them how to act right. Agreed. The right yeah. Thing to do. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a balance. Yeah, because it's like if you're like disciplinary and strict person, it's like they're not gonna listen to anything you say. Yeah. But it's like if you're just playing around with them, you're gonna be causing more trouble than they will. Right. Right. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> find that fine line. Happiness lies, I guess. Uh, I think that's with everything, though, right? The balance. Like you said it earlier. Finding the balance. Yeah. Not going too far one way. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's I yeah. think that that's I, one of the things that I've struggled with was going, yeah, I call it, uh, I'm trying to think, because I, I don't want to use it as a negative, and I don't definitely don't mean it as a negative, but yeah, you do. You know, Ironman is like, very uh, philosophical and very kind of like abstract with his ideas and creative, Yeah. and you definitely have to have that, and but then you also have to be able to, you know, bear down and, and you know, throw down and hard drill and all that stuff. Yeah. And you can't go too far in either direction. Just this or just this. You, you know, it's like, a, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. I, uh, it's like one of the things, it's like, you know, you always try and balance yourself out, but I think everyone's predisposed to do, you know, it's like a certain, have, have a certain right. style. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's nice sometimes to have like somebody else that helps balance Absolutely. you out. Because I, I think that's easier to find than mm-hmm. trying to regulate yourself yeah, from sure. one extreme to the other. Because like I can't get it's like for for me even well it's like and again like kids kids don't see me. Uh, housekeeping. Yeah. You want me to fluff your pillow? <laughs> um, or is it one of you? Yeah, we're in here. Right, thank you. Cool. Um, cameo. Cameo. <laughs> you know you gotta get her sign a paper. Um, no, but I was saying for rather than like trying to to have you like regulate yourself mm-hmm. or not, like to have somebody else there because it's like I can't yell. Like I mean, like you know, it's like I think about some of like, my coaches are like yelling and all angry and stuff like that, and it's not really stylistically it's not me. And like I just like I just I don't get that mad about it. Right. So I'm like, listen, it's like either you know, it's like if you're not doing it and you won't listen to me, I'm just gonna stop paying attention to you and stop trying to. You know, it's like I'll. I'll Every once in a while, when I cross your path, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to like tell you something and have you ignore me forever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like so. I think, I think that's part of it. Um, and then I don't know. It's just yeah. It's it's like it's. I think it's hard for me to talk to young people about some of the sadistic stuff that I think and do. <laughs> you know, because it's like I love breaking people like yeah. mentally and demoralizing them and yeah. choking people. I mean, like when I say choking people, I mean like with wrestling moves, of course. Right. But like, you know, there's a certain right. physicality and nature to our sport, and it's like legal discomfort. Yeah, I was like, and you're gonna, it's like you give that guy a choice. He's like, you can, you, know, you can 
go out or you can turn over. It's, it's one or the other, you know? It's like, but, uh, but it's hard to talk to kids about that. But it's like, that's a side of me that I think is like hard for me to express to kids. Sure. But yeah, I, well, I like, think some of them with their tiny little brains take things the wrong way. They think, yeah. like, oh, I just need to beat the kid up. Yeah. Like, well, no. I'd rather err on the side of having them not beat the kid up <laughs> right. and then when they're older, be like, no, it's like, I'm really good, like, you know. Yeah. I've, I've found, uh, and, and I'm not saying that this is the best way, I have no idea, but the way that I've been doing that is once I find those kids that, uh, you know, we get ring to the certain points, like, okay, you got to learn how to be a little bit yeah. mean now. And, like, that's the ones I start wrestling more, and I just do it to them. At what I'm, age? At what age? High school, usually. All right, yeah, so it's like, I beat up probably five kids. <laughs> like, literally, like, five, five kids. Well, five kids in Wisconsin. I beat up a couple kids in New York before I left. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, but yeah. it's like, but it's like, it's like, and you don't do it all the time, but it's like, it's like, they kind of need to know that that level exists and right. like, yeah. And the other one is finding this, like, I, I've had a couple kids that are great kids and I don't mean bad, anything bad by them as kids. They just have, you know, we all have certain flaws. And one of the flaws that a couple of them have had is that, oh, that was a big fart. <laughs> that was a coffee machine. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was really a coffee machine. Not, a, not that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they... You know, they have that, like, kind of a little bit of bully in them to where uh, they want to push people around until someone stands back up to them. And then yeah. they, they don't really want that. They want to back down. And I, I have to kind of grab them in the room and be the bully to them. And, and you know, because I'm not going to, even if they take a swing on me, I'll take a punch and keep Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no big stop. deal. <clears throat> and, and I'm okay if they do that because I know that I'm, I'm acting in a way where I'm trying to egg it on. Because yeah. I want them so that we can have that teachable moment, like... But that that's the problem with, you know, when you have a kid that wants to be kind of a bully is a lot of times when, when they know they can't beat you, they won't do those things to you in the room. They'll only do them to kids in a yeah. they know they can do it to. Those guys are more likely to fold really quick. It's it's kind of funny, the sociology. You know, it's like I talked to you, and it's like there was this kid last, you know, it's like yesterday, and it's like it's funny because, like, to me, it's like normal. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, what's the problem? But uh, there was a kid that was, like, lining up to shake another kid's you know it's like our lining up to check into like a thing we're not because we ended up forfeiting one weight and bumping up because yeah. this kid like he's uh he's a he's an interesting kid but he's like a real cocky and i was like hey he's like you want to wrestle this case like yep you know so yeah. it's like so he wanted to bump up and he wanted to challenge himself which is cool and then he's yeah. challenging himself this guy but so this guy like you know it's he's all penn stated out and stuff like that but he's kind of just like chin whipping people and like yeah. doing these crummy things but either way so like he like lines up and like our guy's checking in, he's like four inches from him, just like staring straight through him. And our guy's looking at the table, you know, so it's like, but it's like posturing, right? you know? And so it's like, you're like looking at stuff like that, but it's like all that stuff, like mental warfare is like a real thing. Oh, for sure. You know, but like people, th there's like, I don't like how he stares. Like, yeah, it's cause he was trying to intimidate right. him. Like that's, that's, that's part point. of the game though. Yeah, that's, like, that's why he did it, <laughs> you know? I like how he was like, cross-faced. Yeah, exactly. That's why he did yeah, it. Exactly, it's like in party, so you gotta kind of just like, understand that right you know it's like it's it's uh it's about scoring points it's not about not about looking cool or or intimidating people and then yeah. you got to make sure you're ready to roll yeah that's uh, that's been a tricky one too is to introduce some of that stuff mentality things you know um one that's really primal one that one of my kids listened like every now and then i say something and like one or two kids just like pick it for up every reason they're like i'm holding on to that i like it yeah. yeah, one of my kids this weekend, and he's only been wrestling for a little over two years. Yeah, and but he's he's advanced pretty quickly. He's just not quite there yet. He's just started doing these kind of big tournaments. Yeah. Um,
he's just started doing these kind of big tournaments. Yeah. Um, so he's hanging with everybody. He's just taking a lot of losses, but he's in the matches with all of them. And one of the things we talked about was that mental warfare stuff. So if you're going to cut somebody, like if you want to let them up and you want to do neutral, like make them get set first down on the mat and then tell them, like don't tell them neutral before they go down. Like, yeah. So they have to go down and get back up, you know, just like little things like that. It's funny, those little things. That, like, yeah. But it's, it's not even that that is that important. I just want yeah, to but start it's all the, thinking it's all, of those It's all things. those like little things that, that add up. <laughs> right. It's uh. It's a fun aspect. I mean, that's like one thing. And so, you know, it's like you, the type, it's like one thing that like I was, I think I was fairly good at, or I was at least fairly good at like uh, governing myself. So never, any, no, nobody else really got me revved up. I'd never get intimidated, you know, it's like stuff like that. But as far as like actually like figuring out how to play mind games, like, and so, you know, it's like Muhammad Ali-esque or not, like, like that, that dude was, that dude was on, on a different level, but like, my brother's on a different level in that. Like I remember, and we were at Na we were at national duels, all right. And so we were at I the, know exactly what you're, you're talking about when he was like weighing in. Yeah, for yeah. Minnesota. So he's weighing in. No, it wasn't Minnesota. It, well, he was he was in line. It was everyone there. So that wasn't his uh, kish. So you could you could maybe attest to that more. I'll but tell no. you a different one in a second. All right, cool. But so he was in line. It was like all the weights go together. So 174 is up, and everyone lines up, and everyone's usually like all like sucked out. Like you're not like so, you know, it's like but like yeah. nobody's happy. No. They're like ah, oh, we're making weight. Like whatever. It's just like part of the game that everyone knows, and most people are solemn, and you know. It's like, yeah. Anyways, they're all in line, and so he's like right behind Brandon Mason from from uh, Oklahoma State, yeah. and Brandon Mason would just like stall a match out. Like he was like fine losing by like six or seven or eight or losing whatever. It didn't matter. He just like wouldn't open up and like actually wrestle you. And yeah. so so Ben's behind. Was like, hey, you wrestle me today? <laughs> and like he was like so thrown off guard. He's like, what? Because <laughs> nobody talks in like line. No. You know? He's like he's like yeah, you heard me. Are you wrestle me today? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, well, are you going to wrestle me today or are you going to be a little bitch and just run away like you always do? Yeah. And it was the one time that, like, he got, like, he actually he actually tried to wrestle Ben and Ben packed him quick, yeah. you know? But, like, he would never open up. And I think Ben got, Ben, Ben like, got into his head and he's like, I'll show this guy. I'll, like, I'll wrestle him. But, like, Ben, it was, it was a very, like, to me, it seemed like a very calculated move. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's something that Ben has done a really, you know, it's like he, he understands the offensive side of, of mental warfare. I was good at the defensive side. Like, no, you know, it's like people, it, it, yeah. like they couldn't get to me, yeah. but I never went on the offensive with it. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like I'm the same in that regard. Like I maybe, think I, maybe it, what I would say a little counter offense, like I can right. jab some back, but I'm not going to be the initiator. Gotcha. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it, even then, I'm not. Talk, I'm talking more like amongst our friends. Not yeah, yeah. Oh, amongst our friends, I'm fine with doing whatever. But, you know, like yeah. Uh, when, 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 yeah, when you talk about like at a place like weigh in or something. Like yeah, that, I'm not engaging. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm sucked down. I'm just, what do you do to Kish? No, it wasn't to Kish. It was um, we had weigh ins that morning, and I think we had already made the semifinals or something. We were wrestling Minnesota, and like he's, he. Just, just out of no, and it wasn't even like. It was just a little like like you say like it, it wasn't uh, I don't know it wasn't as calculated as the one you're talking about with Mason, but it was just he just I think looked at the whole Minnesota team and was like, "What's up, Golden Gophers? You guys ready to scrap?" And it's like just the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like, just no one talks in that way yeah. in the area like. You know, especially not to the whole team. And they all they all just like looked at him like yeah, what the fuck? Oh, this like guy. he farted. 
try to like not acknowledge it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a, he man, he did. He did a lot of that stuff. It was fun. That was a fun well, year, man. Okay, well, not to, and I don't want to talk about Ben too no, much, but um, I'm fine with it, yeah. there was one story that is an infamous story. But every time I've heard it, I seem to get fuzzy details, and I want to know more. The 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 infamous suit and suitcase incident in high school. What what about it? The setting. The uh, like. So what exactly? The so setting happened? is we had this Christmas tournament called the Bi State. Okay. All right. So the Bi State used to like there was like Awatana, Bloomington, Kennedy. There was a couple you know a couple of Minnesota schools. I think there's since there's even more states now. Mm-hmm. But so it used to be like it's like right you know across is right on the border. So they'd have. Some Minnesota schools that came in, and uh, but so anyway, so they go back and forth, and they be they be you know they be scrapping, and so uh, it was it was one of the biggest tournaments that we had at the time. It was before Cheesehead, before we went right. down to like Oak Park River Forest, before we did anything like that. So like that was like the big show for the year before states. Right. Um, but uh, so you, if you make the finals, I believe you wrestle the evening. No, you might wrestle that morning, but you have like a long break. So it was like five or six hours, something like that. And like Ben was like, yeah, Ben's a squirrely kid. And he always like was running around doing something. Like it's like, you know, it's like, you're like, all right. Like, you know, it's like you have, a, you know, you have like the day off until finals and Ben will be disc golfing or running around or doing right. something. He's never in his room relaxing, hanging no. out. No. It's just not how he, how he gets down. Yeah. His um, time is like. Do we have enough time to get to a disc golf course? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it's, and he's, and he's talked about it before. This will take us off on a tangent, but uh, but he's talked about we a lot of it. About what, we got time. So All right, cool. But he's talked about a lot before how he'll, uh, how he wants, like he, he learned from an early age that like he'll hyper-focus, so mm-hmm. he'll just be focused on that wrestling match the whole day. Yeah. And then he like will get to actually the wrestling match and he'll be like so worn out because he's been mentally wrestling in his head right. for like 10 hours. Right. You know, so he's just emotionally drained. And so like I think he, he knows himself enough to know that he needs to step away. Like he's learned himself. But so I think when he's doing disc golf, it doesn't give him the ability to think about that. Yeah. And like same thing too. It's like with one of his fights, it's like we're messing around with him. Like and like I I know how he is. It's like I've you know been around him yeah. So it's like we're dicking around with all our friends until like, Right. 10 minutes before yeah. and then at 10 minutes boom he just starts like he just like the, the, the yeah and then boom just yeah. turns it on yeah um whereas like you know i think a lot of people need more time and but that that's not him um but anyway so yeah so he had all this time and at that point we had been like running around i think at some point in high school everyone finds like goodwill of course you know and he's like oh this is real fun we can get all these clothes for super yeah, cheap right. and like i can get these glasses i've always wanted these glasses you know like stupid stuff like that right. and so uh so anyway, so he uh, it was either it was either Goodwill or Salvation Army, one thing like that. But right. so he ended up going there, and I wasn't with him when he was picking out the clothes. I remember when he came back, but I was like, he went with like a couple friends, you know, it's like from around the way, and they were just like, let's go do this, blah blah blah, and like he was really into duct tape at the time. So like a lot of these things are like happenstance, like, yeah. So he ended up finding this briefcase, and. He ended up, um, so he had the briefcase, he bought like a weird freaking hat, um, it's like one of those like circular hat, like the tan ones that almost looks like a safari hat-ish, but yeah. like but like longer brimmed. Yeah. So he had that, he had black sunglasses, like a dollar, you know, dollar pair of sunglasses, and he had this like long trench coat that was like tan. And uh, so anyway, so I told you he was into duct tape, because like he used to have like warts on his feet and stuff like that. So he would just like keep like, he's like, oh, you can kill warts with duct tape. So he had like duct tape on his fucking foot all the time. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? 
he'd like have it like he like uh, he backed out the same same period of time he like backed out of like our dry our, our driveway out of our, our garage and like took off the mirror and so like he like bought like just like a hand mirror and like <laughs> duct taped it like onto like like the nub that was still there so he was again he was really into duct tape right but uh so he used the duct tape and he wrote um i mean business on one side and on the other side, it was taking home the hardware. So like he like walks in like with his like wrestling shoes on and like all this stuff. Like walks in and like puts it down and like starts kind of like you know it's like moving around, warming up. And I think everyone was just like, "What the hell is going on?" Like kind of like like who's this homeless guy showing up to wrestle? <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. So there was no like pre agenda or anything like that. It was more of a. What do you mean pre agenda? Like do you think it, like was it thought out like the day out, before? Like. Um, as a tactic for any one person he was wrestling. Or it was it was it was it was something. only in the finals. It was right. Only in the but, finals. Um, I mean, there had been some lead up. So he cut down to 160 that year. Okay. There's a guy named Zach Hampton from somewhere. I can't remember. He probably was from somewhere. Lancaster. I think he made it from Lancaster. Anyway, so he was from like Lancaster, and so like the guy was like talking smack, like or he was, he was like you should be more humble and like shut up and blah 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 he's like well just you know like, just for that i'm coming down to 160 because he was really at 170 like he didn't cut much weight he's like all right i'm coming down to wrestle you and i think he told him he was in tech with takedowns only which i think he ended up doing um but anyway so like yeah so like he that that was like yeah. the guy that he was coming for so no i think i mean i think he was just having fun with it yeah I don't think it's like, and again, I don't remember where he was at because he would chase people with boom boxes and had a rubber chicken he'd run around with like when he was younger, like around, you know, around, it was like junior, senior year, he really started taking off with that yeah. stuff. Um, you know, but like so I- a bunch of things that if you didn't end up ever being successful, you'd just been a weirdo. Yeah, you'd just been a weirdo. You'd be like, hey, remember the time you were a real big weirdo? And like, and there's people that do that. And, <laughs> but I, I think, I think that's like one thing that, um, you know, and again, like, I, I know that, like, people from the outside looking in, like, oh, like, he's, like, bad apple and this and that. But, like, he's also a kid that, like, never drank, worked right. out every day. Right. Like, do you know, it's like he, he was doing all the right things, but, like, that was his fun. That was his, right. you know, because I think everyone, everyone, like, does that thing where they're finding themselves and they're trying things out. But rather than trying certain things, that that's what he was trying. I think it's that approach. I mean, you just kind of hinted at that approach where we, and we talk about it is like being able to take risks and take chances and find out what works and what doesn't. Exactly, and a lot of people do that through high-risk activities or yeah. whatever, or drinking. Or... Yeah. He was more of like, I'm just going to try this trench coat and see how that works. Yeah, he's like, hey, this trench coat would be awesome. <laughs> and you're like, well, I guess the risk factor is like not as high. I was like, yeah, people think you're a weirdo. And, yeah. But that's about it, you know? Or, or I mean, it's like, it's, it's funny. We have this guy right now. And so this is like one, you know, it's like last, so last weekend I, I was driving home, I think it was last weekend, but it's like, yeah, cause I was in the Midlands. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it takes like, it's like, oh, blah, 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 did something terrible. And like, then I got a text from somebody else like, blah, 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 this is awful. Like, like this kid's an a-hole and like, it's really disrespectful. Like, it ended up, he was like in overtime and it's like, this kid's good. But he like he mentally has a hard time getting himself to a place where he needs to compete yeah. all the time. He's mm -hmm. very inconsistent with right. that, and so it's like, that's one thing I've talked about is being disciplined. Discipline's not a strong suit either, um, but so being disciplined with getting himself where he mentally needs to be um, to wrestle everyone. Because right. like he'll have a good match. It's like all right, guys, state champ from last year. He'll get up. Guys, nationally ranked. He'll get up. Like he he's yes. pretty good at getting up in those instances. Mm -hmm. But it's like you're like this is Joe. He's from around the block. 
he knows how to wrestle too. And he's like, oh my God, I'm gonna like, you know, and just like sometimes he'll show up and like he was getting beat 9-3 by this guy from where, right. you know, which is like he had no, you know, but like, so he ended up coming back. They got into like the finals. The guy got a caution, or sorry, the guy cautioned to get for his third time, gave Dejan a point. And it was like in the, the ride outs. So it's like, he was like running away, which like in my head, I still don't know why people run away. Um, you know, it's like, cause like he had his track shoes on. It's not yeah, like he was, right. but either way, so like rather than continuing to like run, he like danced and it was it like probably took like two seconds. And like the guy froze and he's like, like, you know, it's like, like you would do if a guy was like dancing, you just like kind of like froze and then he tried to like shoot in and he got thrown away and but like it turned into this huge thing and you're like, all he did was dance. Right. Like it, it's not like, like, and this is what I tell people, it's not like it was premeditated. No. He wasn't like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get down 93, and then I'm going to come back. And magically, like in overtime, I'm going to dance on this guy. You know, it's yeah. like he just like he, like he like had this idea pop into his head, and he went with it. Right. Like, <clears throat> like, was it the greatest thing in the world? No. But like, was it like a terrible thing? Is he a bad person? Hell no. Yeah, I, that reminds me of the, I can't remember who it was now. I think it was this last freestyle season with uh, somebody kicked the challenge cube oh yeah that, that was hilarious right and it was just totally just a reaction <laughs> right like, and they acted like he was like a yeah, terrible person like, like what a degenerate i can't it was so funny so disrespectful because it was the other <laughs> coach that threw it i thought it was fucking funny he was hilarious but it's like the other coach threw it in and it just like passed by his feet and he just boom kicked it right back at him i thought it was so funny it's like he's probably just played dodgeball and kickball in his wrestling room so much that it was just like drilled into his head. It came out and he kicked it. Like, that shouldn't be on the mat. Right. Winning. Yeah. Oh man. I know. Uh, I wanna. I wanted to talk to you about a couple other things though. With you is uh, you speak a bunch of languages. I think yeah. a lot of people probably don't know that. Yeah. So if you would care to elaborate. I uh, yeah, it's funny. So I, I I've talked to my parent, my my mom more so I think recently about this because like she you know it's like I, I was aware of certain things when I was younger and I I think I'm pretty conscientious in, in in that sense. But so like I was looking for colleges. So, I mean so like taking it through the process, but I was looking through colleges and so I I really got into Japanese as a as like a high schooler. So my uh, sophomore, junior, senior year, and so it's like I would come home and I'd be studying. It's like I was like I was like a year ahead, year and a half ahead, like in like language. Like I just really enjoyed it. Um, but so I was looking at either going to Columbia. So I had five visits set up. I went to three of them. So I had Iowa State. Caleb mm-hmm. just won his Olympic title. He pulled it out of his sock. He showed it to me. That was gonna be my practice partner. And yeah. Bobby Douglas was still at their time. And then it was the number one recruiting class in the country. So it was Kyler Sanderson, Mitch Mueller, Gallic. Mm-hmm. There's some really, really good guys, Zabriskie. And so like I was like, it, it was between there, Missouri with my brother, and like of course like I knew the guys for a long time and all the coaches. So I had them. And then uh, I went out to Columbia, in uh, New York. Because yep. like I, I don't know. I mean I. I thought having the culture and having all those different people around there and like, I, you know, it's like, I, I do like education, mm-hmm. but like I knew I couldn't, you know, it's like this is again. So like my mindset, you know, it's like, I loved wrestling. I didn't want to freaking go into fortune 500 company. I didn't want to no. do this and that. So right. I was like, for my, my parents would have paid it all. Cause we were like, you know, we were yeah. middle class. So it's like, we weren't going to get financial aid. We weren't super rich where it didn't right. matter. So yeah. it's like, but I was like, I, I, I can't waste two hundred thousand dollars, and I don't want to use my college education. Right. Like I didn't. I didn't at all. You yeah. know. And so I went to Missouri, and like my, you know, it's like my parents always said, get good, get good grades, and it's like, and 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 you know, it's like work hard at your extracurricular activity, whatever that is. You know, whatever mm-hmm. your passion is. And so, uh, for me, that was wrestling. But uh, but so I I didn't know what I wanted to do, 
And I figure worst case scenario, like for me, my number one, I was like, well, I'm going to coach wrestling. I'm going to wrestle international. Yeah. And I'm going to coach wrestling afterwards. Like, you know, it's like on some level and, and that's what I plan on doing. But so like, I'm also smart enough to understand you can get hurt. Things don't work out, whatever right. it is. Right. So I figured if I, if I knew a bunch of languages, I, I, I would still be valuable in like the workplace as far as like international business or sure. government or anything like that. So yeah. So when I got there, I took one class of Japanese, I tested out and got all the back credits for everything I needed for my minor. Um, so I, I, I comprised my, my major was three different minors, which is Russian, French, and Japanese. Um, because like if you major in a language, like almost half of the credits you'll take will be culture and civilization, like the history of them uh, and then what their current culture is. And so I wasn't as interested in that as I was like the actual language, right. like learning the languages sure. themselves. Like that's what I enjoyed. So, um, so I did those three minors because I realized that those are those are all the credits you, like you'll need mm -hmm. is all the lang the actual speaking. Um, but as soon as I tested out of Japanese, then it's like I had to learn two completely new languages in the matter of four years. Yeah. Um, so I was. Which I was, aren't very similar. No, they're very very <laughs> different. And and actually that was one of the reasons why I, I wanted those was because they were so different. So mm -hmm. I took Russian because I knew that. Um, you know, it's like the Russians at the time and even now it's like if you would look at like the best wrestling in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like the US knocked them off last year and this year did Russia win? I think this year Russia won. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, but if you look at our number ones, you know, it's like, but if you would compare our number fives and their number fives, like their, their, their depth, depth is, their depth is so insane. Yeah. And that's even saying like, and that's even with like all the Dagestani and Chechens and Ossetias that have been hired out to different countries. Sure. And are wrestling for like. Georgia right, right, and right. Turkey and yeah so so anyway so so I, I learned next so I was like well I'm probably gonna spend some time over here might as well figure it out um, and it's probably if you're talking about learning yeah technique and philosophies of wrestling a lot of that can get lost in translation and if you know the so language much. it's way much more uh, efficient in how they're communicating the thoughts and the ideas uh, yeah definitely um, and so I never got that far because like I never spent a lengthy amount of time over there. You know, it's like I spent two, three weeks, and like it's nice because like all their all the guys like wanted to work out with me. All the guys would like take me around to different places and such because it's like I, I, I spoke their right. language. It's like it, yeah, it, it was easy. It was like hanging out. They're like oh, this fucking like whitey can you yeah. know yeah. Right. So like I'm hanging out and like running around Moscow or running around. You know, it's like we went to. Uh, where did we go to? We went to Ikuz, we went to Belarus, we went to like these different countries, Azerbaijan. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that's really cool. And I'm I'm very jealous of that. Yeah. I never got to go overseas. Mm -hmm. And something that I always regret, I guess, kind of, I, as much as you can yeah. regret. I don't have many regrets, but yeah, something that I wish that I could do. Yeah. Uh, or could have done. But. It's a. Uh, it's it's different it's fun i mean it's but again like and i you know it's like and i've traveled for enjoyment too but i think the biggest thing is like if you go to a place and you don't speak the language you're only getting like part like mm -hmm. a very small part of like what's actually going on mm -hmm. even if you had the direct translation like it just yeah it's so uh, just th those three or do you speak more than 
French, Russian, and Japanese. I mean, like, I always, wherever I'm at, like, I always, I always picked up on other things. Like, I, I was in Turkey for two Spanish weeks, too. and so, I, yeah, yeah, I and speak a good pretty, bit of Spanish. Pretty close to French. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, so, yeah, so I speak a Slavic base, a Latin base, like a, a Roman, like, Latin base, I speak English, and then Japanese, which is an Asian base. Right. Um, the one that I think I'd like, yeah, well, I'd say one, but, like, the two that I think I'd probably pick up would probably be Farsi or German, yeah. like a Germanic base, and then Farsi is, like, it's used in so many different other languages, whether it be, I think it's Kyrgyzstani and Kazakhstani, uh, there's like yeah. parts in there, and then Tajik, and then Dagestani, and like, I mean, so all these different, like, there's like bits of both in there, but a lot of it's Persian-based. Right. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But so those different bases make it so it's easy. Like, we went to Croatia, and like, I can't, like, it's, their accents are so different, but I picked that up fairly quick and then like I can read like their writing you know so it's like it, it makes things pretty easy that's one thing I've always wondered like if someone is a non-native English speaker and it, like if you go to somewhere like up in Wisconsin or in the north yeah versus going to the south I wonder how much difficulty they have based on how they learn and where they learn all right yeah well you just definitely like so people say that I speak like a Tajik guy yeah. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, you speak, it's like Tajik or like Latvian or not. They're like, yeah, like, I can see that. But like, I, I have an accent for sure. But like, my friends, when I was like learning Russian, like, so we would hang out every weekend. Like, I get together with these guys and we'd start at like 3 p.m., be cooking. And it was like the same family. So it was like three or four cousins. And we'd end up like hanging out until like 3 a.m. But we would all be like bullshitting in Russian. So right. it's like, I get really, really good at, you know, it's like Russian. And like, and those guys were awesome. I went and visited them in their hometown in, uh, in, in, in Tajikistan, Dushanbe. And so it's like, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think that and, is something that I've thought about a lot recently is just how incredibly adaptive humans are like so adaptive like you just submerse yourself in a group like you just take on so many traits and so yeah. many, like whether it's a you know behaviors and habits to uh it's totally true dialect and and any kind of you know accents it seems like it's just time and you yeah know, your body and your mind changes and it's time and it does I, I think one of the biggest things too with traveling especially like in some of those smaller like you know it's like bfe countries yeah, right. and places though is right. like it makes you know it's like everyone goes to like western europe or you know places like that and it's like it's very very similar to the states mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. as far as like technologically advanced and like how people you know it's like how people act and like maybe the guiding principles of the culture right whereas like you go to a place like tajikistan and you find out things are really really different and right. like people are living in the mountain in shacks and like yeah. you're like it makes you appreciate what you have here for sure like i was like pooping in like a concrete slit <laughs> You know, it's like, and that, that was your restroom. Right. But for them, like, that's, yeah. that's what they know. It's well, like, shit. this isn't uncomfortable. This is they, how I live. They actually owned a house. But, like, in, in Tajikistan, there's no such thing as loans. Oh. So if you don't have the money outright to buy, you can't buy it. Right. It's like, and they didn't have anything as insurance. Like, I mean, literally, we got into an accident. Or, no, sorry. We didn't get into an accident. We went to an accident of one of their friends. But, like, how you figured out who was going to pay for the car was who had the higher friend in government. Yeah. So it's like there was like 20, it was probably like an hour long escapade or not wow. when we were there. But for 20 minutes, it was, it was one guy like that was like puffing out his chest and like all tough and stuff like that. And like my guys, you know, it's like a lot of this was happening in Tajik. And so like I got like the translations here and there in Russian, like for my friends. Yeah. But uh, they had their friend like on the way that was like coming. So hopefully he would get there in time and blah, blah, blah. So he ended up getting there. But so the guy that was puffing out his chest, like realized the other guy was closer to like, like the president's son or whatever. And so he like backed down. He's like, yeah, whatever you want. So then they both took the cars to like this one auto place and the guy like ended up paying because his friend was not 
more yeah. powerful friend. Yeah, it's all who you know. Yeah, it's not. It didn't matter who caused the accident. It's that's a. It's a world that I don't. I I don't have any kind of. Yeah. Same here. Working knowledge of. It's yeah. It's it's a different situation. What about um, you got your garden going? I mean, not right now, but. Uh, the move. The move hurt the garden. I. I, I I, that's what I was going to ask you about. Do you have one? You, no, you guys, uh, you moved? Because I haven't been up to your house yeah, since you guys. So, Yeah, we moved. So we moved. we're about four or five minutes from the academy right now, which okay. is really nice. So I was downtown. Yeah. I think you've seen yeah. that house. Yeah, then, I stayed uh, there after you remodeled it. Yep, it yep. Really, really nice. And so got a house, and we're looking to do some remodeling coming mm-hmm. up, you know, but I mean, but it was just like we uh, we bought the facility that we I moved into. I helped you build into. your front stairs, remember? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. We were like watching YouTube videos. Yeah, we had no damn clue. Yeah, exactly. They got redone. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah, definitely for the best. I mean, the first time you try anything, you, you're going to... It's how you learn. Hopefully you get better at yeah, it. Yeah, it's how you... Yeah, hopefully. Unless you suck at life. Yeah, exactly. Um, But uh, but yeah, so no. So I mean, yeah, we moved up there. Um, and it's just... But we, we bought our facility. So our first facility, like we, we always like lease out mm-hmm. light industrial. But so that was the first facility that we bought. And so it was a lot of work, you know, getting that ready. And then we ended up selling our house and moving up there, like mm-hmm. kind of like while it was still in construction. Yeah. And so it was just kind of, it was, it was a cluster. So this last, this last year has been kind of like taking a step back. Yeah. That's but, what I need to figure out how to do is we kind of remodeled our house. I need to like do a little bit more, <laughs> sell it for like a good profit. Yeah. And then find us kind of like Ben's doing, like some property that can build like just a small build little, it. like we don't need anything big, just a small little house. Yeah. You know, outbuilding to run the academy out of it. Yeah. That's what I want. And yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. If, I mean, if you can do it that way, it's really nice. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting trying to figure out the right, the right, you know, it's like, I mean, cause like a lot of these, you know, it's like academies are popping up. I mean, like the business model that you run with, it's, uh, it's one thing you talk, like I talk about with like some like my, my closer, like I'd say like my, my group, like mm-hmm. of like, of like parents that like I, I can, that are kind of like in my inner circle, you right. know, it's like, um, just cause it's like, I, I don't think business should be talked with everyone, you know, it's like everyone, sure. but like. They also understand where I'm coming from, but like, there's a lot of people where there's lo- no longevity, and like, as far as like being committed to like helping these kids and mentoring these kids, if you have a family and you have a full-time job and then you're doing that on the side, like, how long can you really maintain that that mm-hmm. level of of right of involvement, right. you know? And so it's like, I think I think that's one of those things. Like, if you have if you are making money, and again, it's not like making like money like like millions of dollars right. but it's like enough to sustain like your you know it's like your your yeah your life you know it's like to, to be a full-time job and then you can also then you can like help those kids for you know for the long the length of their careers because right. if you help them for five years and then you're like you take off yeah he's got another guy that helps them for five years and they take off like yeah. i think that that turnover there really messes with kids progression and sure their their enjoyment of the sport and oh well hello there Sorry to interrupt. I don't mean to be rude, but just for a uh, friendly reminder, if you're enjoying the episode, hit that subscribe button, share, rate us. And if you really enjoy it, again, there is a link in the description to go and support financially with a monthly contribution. And it is greatly appreciated. Thanks, Justin Roth, for your continued support. Now back to the episode for five years and they take off like yeah. i think that that turnover there really messes with kids progression and sure. their their enjoyment of the sport and 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one of the things that I've tried to. I think we're saying some similar things. Is I told them what the most beneficial thing of like what we're doing is the consistency throughout your career. Yeah. And we're not gonna like we t- touched on earlier. I'm not gonna keep you from learning from other people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm encouraging you to go learn from other people. But by having this as your home, when you bring that stuff back, I can help you kind of fix it for you. And then you have me or our coaching staff consistently addressing the things that you need addressed. You know, yeah. the bad habits that you developed or yeah. the things that are holding, like the little, the little way that you're not getting to your finish quick enough. Like we're going to be reminding you every practice when you do it. And you yeah. have to have somebody staying on you with those, like you're still, you're still coming out of your stance. Like, yeah. You got to stay in your stance. I think, uh, I think one thing that I, I, I would like to talk about and maybe it's not this time, but a, a different time or whatever, but like, the the microcosm that a lot of like youth parents get into mm-hmm. and like it's like it's a weird weird culture elaborate well like you get guys like you know it's like one thing i see and like, there's a lot of like you know it's like different guiding principles that some of these people have and like they're like like no this is so it's done or you know like mm-hmm. no it's not yeah not at all like and it's right. so, like i guess like one thing i see is like there's like a lot of kids is like fourth, fifth graders that are state champs or not, and a lot of parents are like, well, and which is like a, kind of a good thing. You're like, well, what are they doing? Maybe they've got it right. Yeah. You know? And right. so they go out and talk to those guys, but then so everyone starts following this guy whose kid is a fourth grader or fifth grader or right. not, or third grader or whatever, is winning state titles, you know? But like, you're like, that dude has never seen the progression from a third grader to an eighth grader to a 12th grader to college kid right. to so on and so forth, you know? So it's like, they're, they have no damn clue what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Their kid's aggressive and strong and angry and like, and yeah. you know, it's like, right. and so, so yeah, he's, he's doing well or he's physically mm-hmm. developed, whatever mm-hmm. it is, but it doesn't mean that they understand the progression of where they should be developing, right. what tool sets they should be doing. Yeah. Um, I just, and so I, I think, I, I, I'm just saying, I think it brings about a lot of negatives about because I think I see like and this is one thing I talk about though is like I see a lot of people going down the wrong path mm-hmm. but when you invest 10 years into going down the wrong path and then you get to high school we'll say ninth grade 10th grade and you realize the stuff that you worked for 10 years doesn't work anymore and you have to start at ground zero mm-hmm. then you like like and so you always hear from parents like yeah they just kind of fell out of love with it or like yeah they're not into it anymore well no shit because they just realized they had the reset button hit on their game that they've been playing for 10 years it would kill me too right you know so it's like i think the hard thing is like those kids are great kids right and those parents want the best for their kids absolutely but they're taking guidance and from from people that have no damn clue what they're doing yeah and like all of a sudden it's too late right yeah I completely agree with you, and I've seen some of that before, <clears throat> particularly in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, when I was coaching in Kentucky, it was you would get somebody whose kid was good, and they're like, well, they must know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, let's do that. Let's, we should be and, doing what they're doing. And I feel like sometimes people are more ready to accept the uh, exception rather than, you know, the, the outlier mm-hmm. as, as the, the person who we should follow. Like. Well, this Agreed. Guy did it that way, and he had success. So yeah. How many other people do you like? You don't know about that tried to do it that way that it's yeah. not worked. Well, it's like you know, it's like for instance, like and so my brother's always. I think he like part part way messes with me. He's like, firearms carries making a comeback. I'm like, no. I was like, there's a couple of you that are good at firearms carries right now. So, yeah. so you have Sadullah, you have like Spencer Lee, but like at the same time too, it's like 
is that what everyone should be doing? Right. No, not at all. Right. You know, it's like, I think they're the exception to the rule, but I think it's like, you know, just like you're saying, it's like following the people that are successful with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, but he's also got a bar and a half that he can freaking hit on anyone. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Sadhu Live's like one of the strongest, most explosive right. human beings that there are out there. Yes. You know, it's like, and so it's like, yeah, we should follow everything they do. It's like, right. no. No. Like, unless you do the, all the other stuff that he's doing, like. Right. That's, that's, I think. Uh, and now that you mention that, I don't think this was a thing that I thought about ahead of time, but I think that I've been doing a better job, as you mentioned that, of noticing things that are, are, are kind of taking, I don't even know how I'm saying this, uh, like moves or ways of, of doing things or writing or getting turns that are kind of like maybe not been as popular and they're coming back or coming around for the first time yeah but not watching like one person but if you see like multiple people having success yeah. with it, it's like okay well maybe that's something then that we need yeah. to be looking at when you have six or seven guys in a tournament that are doing this and it's working it's like okay well, yeah wow like and maybe i should look into doing you know or definitely add that to our game plan yeah adding that and and i and i and i of course like i think it's hard to and like you know so we've talked about this and it's kind of like kind of balancing because like there's a lot of guys that are that exception mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that they're you know it's like you're helping them progress as well um but i just think it's hard it's like if you have 100 people that you're coaching you know it's like you're gonna have maybe five ten of those guys right you know and so right. it's like figuring out how to like make sure those guys are getting what they need um while also still developing the, the majority of the kids that you're right. working with yeah and i've talked about this a couple times is the I always err on the side of my, I don't know how to, I don't want to say this in the wrong way. Uh, you say it in the wrong way, homie. I, I err on the side of my masses, not my few. Yeah. Because what I feel like is you're on your outliers, on your two ends, mm -hmm. you have the kids who are just like freaks. Like it doesn't matter who's coaching them, they're going to be freaking good. It's just, they, they just are. Yeah. Well, those are the kids that, if, if they feel like they're not being pushed by what I'm doing, which I'm going to try to accommodate them. I, I'm going to try to push them. I'm trying to, but at the end of the day, if that person decides to leave my academy, they're not going to leave wrestling. They're going to yeah. go wrestle somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. But if I have all these guys in the middle and I'm catering to this one guy on the end, yeah. all these guys might leave wrestling. Like they might not leave to go wrestle somewhere else. They might just leave and stop doing it. Yeah, you're right. And I'd rather have some one or two people leave and go somewhere else that still be wrestling than lose 10 kids that never wrestle again. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's trying to be flexible and give everyone what they need, not just go, well, this is the way we're doing it, and if you don't like that, it's yeah. So in Indeed. I, just, I mean, I, I, think, I think, you know, with those guys that you're talking about, like on the end or not, it's easy to, it's easy to, you know, it's easy to help them as long as like, you know, it's like you have a good rapport built with them. And like, and yeah. again, like, the time that'll help you know it's like you're not going to cater your whole practice to them but i mean if you take five ten minutes at the end to help them out um they'll probably be you know it's like they're if they're if they're like those guys yes. that just pick things up quick mm -hmm. they're gonna pick up in five ten minutes like it's, so it's like you don't have to waste everyone else's right. time like they still get what they need and like and then at the same time too i think for them to learn that like hey not everyone learns as quick as you and you need to help people that like are still like mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah, that, that's a good lesson as well yeah for sure uh, there was something else that I was going to ask you about. Oh, do you have, like, do you, do you notice any kind of, uh, with a lot of the parents, like a, what I would call like this undue sense of urgency? Like you kind of hinted at it earlier where you feel like, 
like you get those fifth, sixth graders, and they feel like some of the kids around them are progressing faster. <sighs> but it, much of it could be attributed to just physical and mental development. Yeah. That they're just not there yet. That's a and really, then, really tough age. That fifth, sixth grade, right. seventh grade, eighth grade kind of kind of range, even like up until like freshman, sophomore mm -hmm. year, and then some kids just boom, blossom, and, right. and develop physically, and it all clicks. Um, I've been really, really fortunate, you know, and so it's like I think part of it, like in the beginning, and so I feel like an asshole saying this, but like I would turn people away, and like not like I'm like, hey, get away, but like, uh, right. but you know, it's like it's like, listen, you're not, you're like you're not special, like this, this is the way I want things run, like, like I think I think the atmosphere that we have is a very inclusive one, and mm -hmm. I think that it's like, hey, like I have like my best guys, like so Parker got guys, and it's like one of the the mm -hmm. best guys in, in the country now, but it's like I'll have guys that come in that are first year wrestling, like Parker, I'll go grab them. Yeah, because it's like you know at the same time too, these are outliers that are on the high end, right. but like they're they're ready and willing, and it shows the rest of the guys like listen, like just go you know it's like go wrestle them. You'll they'll help them progress faster right. and get through, and then at the same time too, that twenty minutes that he spent there, I'll probably spend 15, 20 minutes with him another time. So it's like it's mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 a give and take, and right. so I think when you have that with the kids. And then I think with uh, with the parents, like they they see that as well and they buy in. It's so much easier now to like to talk to people oh, about. Sure. It's so much easier to talk to people now now that like we've had you know success. But like especially before, like since it was Parker's dad that said it, you know. But it was his eighth grade year, and we were trying to like talk and be like, hey man, you should really be over here and working with us. And like so he just sent me a text. It was probably like a month and a half ago. Like hey. I guess five years ago we really did make the right choice and stuff yeah. like that. But it's like he's like, no, he's like, we're gonna go to Heartland, which is the academy that yeah. you know it's like John and Ben run. Right. It's like, no, if we come back to AWA, we're going to Heartland. It's like, no, nah, you should really. It's like we're right next to you. Like we're literally like yeah. five minutes down the road. Right. He's like, yeah, but that's the shitty academy. <laughs> it's like we don't want to go there. Nah. Um, but so it's like we've had a lot of kids that have just developed and they're hardworking and therefore they've gotten better. Um, and there's been a lot of those guys that were the outliers that wouldn't come over because we wouldn't cater to some of the, their, like the, their demands that they mm -hmm. wanted. Right. Um, so I think in that sense, it's like, I've been, you know, it's like we develop part developed part, you know, it's intentional, but also part just really fortunate that we have great. Right. Yeah. But we, yeah. Anyway, I'm saying we have great parents that are just involved, which is, which is nice. So no, I don't have too many. Every once in a while, you got a couple, but I think that's and, and when, you, when you when you only have a couple. I'm top talking ad. not necessarily with the kids just in your academy, just in the youth. Oh, in youth, oh, it's all over. Yeah. You know, and like, and again, like, and this is something like I was. I asked my 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 youth parents last night because we talk about stuff, and like they were talking about, oh, let's go to Tulsa, let's go to this, mm -hmm. let's go to that. And I was like, listen, he doesn't need to wrestle all these national tournaments. Right. And so, uh, one thing that. One thing that was really interesting to me, and I, I think I remember like looking at it, and it was I think it was Super Thirty Two. It was this fall, um, but I was looking at I was looking at all the different guys that were finalists, and it was like over the last like ten years, there was something like it was like it was like almost a hundred guys or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember counting them up, and there was it was like about ten percent of the guys that like were finalists at Super 32, which is like one of the best tournaments in the right. country as a high schooler. And those are like almost all upperclassmen that are gonna be placers. Yeah. So out of all those guys, there was something like less than 10% of the guys that I had even known that like were probably NCAA qualifiers. Yeah. Like, and in, in, like, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, and, and aside from that, it's, there's 90% of the guys that like, and these are the best guys in high school. Right. If you took the number of all Americans at Tulsa and then looked at how oh, many yeah. of those guys were in college, it's like, it, there, there's no correlation. And so like, it's like, that's one of the things like, before you go and spend all this money, before you go into this, it's like, right. just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Right. And if you're doing it because it's your family experience 
and you guys love spending time together on the road yeah. and your kid loves wrestling, fine. But if you're doing it because like he needs this for his development, I think that I, I just I don't think that's exactly correct. And I, I think there's I think there are it seems like people have kind of backed off the national tournaments, like with like yeah. the Badger Nationals and Go yeah. for Nationals and all these different national tournaments, which I just think I think I think it's too much. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, we take the, uh, we go, we go to Tulsa, but I I could go into yeah. like you said, like the right reasons. It's not because it's like we got to be at Tulsa. Yeah, it's just that the group I have right now right. they're on that verge of like they they needed to see. So what the world is outside so just here, to get a glimpse. So here's my question though now, mm -hmm. all right? I know kids that go and place at Tulsa and they win Tulsa or whatever, mm -hmm. and they have crap technique. Oh, for sure. They have crap technique. I for mean, sure. like, it's like these are kids that are like really fiery and stuff like that. Yeah. Or kids from an unnamed program in Iowa that cut 10, 15 pounds, that yeah. cut down to like from like 85 to 70, yeah. and go win a Tulsa national title. But it's so like, Here's a question. To have my guys go and compete with those guys and then they get thrashed by those guys, what does that teach them? And uh, that, that, right. that's yeah. something I've been struggling with. And so like for me, that's another reason I'm like, why would we go to Tulsa? Yeah. You're gonna have them wrestle like, cause, cause again, you go four years down the road and they're both juniors in high school, that kid that's cutting 15 pounds now is gonna hate wrestling. Right, right. And, and, and my guy, if he doesn't go there, won't know any better. Right. Right, I mean, wherever we go, and so, this, it still sticks with the principles that that this is the way we do things. Yeah, we're doing this to go push ourselves, not to compare ourselves to someone else. I I and, hear you. I just think I yeah. I and think we're more focused on what did you like you said. Like I don't care whether you won or lost. Yeah, I care about what you're doing in your matches and can you when you face a tough opponent do the things that we still were talking about. Yeah, can you get to your positions. Can you get to shots? Like I don't like yeah. If you're getting caught in a chin whip or you're getting hit in a brands because the kids are stronger than you like i'm yeah. gonna tell you that after the match that you're fine you did great like i'm perfectly happy with what you did but still but it's like he gets his ass whipped seven times ten times you're like don't worry it'll happen you know and it's like rather than like always having them wrestling with those top level guys like especially like well that's we're not always no that's no like, i i know I, it's I, one of like two I, big I, tournaments we go to in a year. i hear you i just like I think, and so I, I was gonna do a uh, like a, a a video on right, this, right. you know. But it's like, for me, a big thing that I I'm looking at though is increasing motivation, but also like increasing like their kind of momentum as they progress through their mm -hmm. wrestling career. So it's like, I've got guys. You know, it's like some one of my my outliers who would say it's like he's like he was thinking about going to Tulsa. They ended up not going right now. And again, I was just having conversations because I don't really 100% know how I feel about it. Sure. But there's certain things that I'm like, well, like this doesn't make sense to me. And like, but so if you never have your kid wrestle a national tournament, you're still a state tournament. Maybe he wins the state tournaments or not. Like giving him maybe a regional tournament when he's in seventh grade, eighth grade, giving him a national tournament when he gets to, you know, it's again, like, yeah, seventh, eighth grade, like one or two, you know, it's like maybe one, but, and then like when he gets to high school, then really ramping it up and you're going to Fargo and you're going to mm -hmm. one of the Western regionals or right. Northern Plains or whatever it is. But like, if, if you're going to all these things now, how are you going to progress to a higher level of involvement, like from youth right. to high school? Absolutely. How are you going to progress to a higher level of involvement? Because I don't, I don't think you can. And so then if you're stressing, like winning all these things now, a lot of times, like, I feel like if you're going to wrestle on that highest level, you're not developing technique. You're just using the technique that you're best at. So then these guys yeah. just have one move that they do over and over and over because right. they're under the gun every single weekend. Sure. But so I think, I think, 
if you like, I think like how you look at a career is like you should be ramping it up as you go. So it's like um, longer wrestling, longer like out of season, mm -hmm. wrestling more days, lifting, you start running, yes. you start wrestling more tournaments. But so it's like, that's one thing that like, I just, I'm, I'm not fearful, but like, I think as like a younger person, I was like having them win everything. Like, I mean, so like, and I look at like, you know, and again, maybe this is an exception, but like Adam Busiello, I've known him since he's been like in sixth grade. You know, and like he's a, he's, a, I mean, from when I was around, he's a really nice kid. I don't know how he is now or anything like that, but like he won Super 32 however many times. He's a senior. He finally lost, you know, at Super 32. Right. And like, but like he also just like, when I see him and I know some people around the area that he's from, he seems like unmotivated. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because he's been the best fucking guy in the country right. for four years and he was the number one. Where does he progress to? Yeah. How does he get better? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, that we're definitely on the same page on that because one of the things I talk about to my parents all the time is that I feel very strongly that there needs to be a clear step up every time that you go to another level. So when you're in elementary and then you get to middle school and you go to high school and you go to college, every time you make one of those transitions should be an increase in your uh, commitment level commitment level and the work that you're doing right and yeah like, at eighth grade I don't want you lifting at 6 a.m. in the morning working out six wrestling six days a week doing a two tournaments on the week you know what I mean like that's yeah. not at that age you don't every time you step up you should increase your workload yeah that's how I have been trying I, to put I, it to I, I mean I would agree with that yeah and that because I think that but that should also be that that should also correlate to your tournament Agreed. Yeah, Tournament. absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if when when I was coaching a high school team, like my high school schedule, I made it as tough as I could. Yeah. Because that's what my kids needed to be pushed to, you know, to yeah to progress like they needed to. Um, but like my youth schedule, like we don't make it. I don't try to find the toughest tournament every yeah. time. Like, we find some tough tournaments that we have to go to because I want kids to understand the realm that is ahead if that makes sense and mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the kids who are winning them by just being stronger I'm talking about I'm pointing out the kids that are going like look how like he doesn't really get out of position and like he's quick to his finishes and when he gets to a shot he gets it off the mat and he doesn't give up on positions he, he, he tries to fight through and progress through the position and, and find his way to a score and those are the kids that we're, we're trying to look at and see like hey man this this is what we're looking at right there that's what we want to be aiming for yeah and not using those kids you know like oh man that's so that kid's so good he's headlocked like five people yeah that's fucking terrible <laughs> but you know <clears throat> i i think we're we're on the same page on a lot of things there and i definitely uh feel what you're saying on the i don't know how i feel because there's still several things i'm kind of yeah. working my way through like i'm not sure how i it's... feel about this like I yeah. don't want to just go with the flow of what everybody else says. Yeah. But it's, I also don't want to just go against it just because everyone else is for it. No, I hear you. But I mean, it's I, I think that's why it's really, I mean, I'm, again, fortunate in the sense that, like, I have guys that, like, want to do certain things or they're thinking about doing them because other people are doing them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, like, I'm not arguing with them. Yeah. But it's like it's it's a good conversation because right. like he's coming back from a different angle and then I'll propose this and then and so it's like it kind of lets me like work my way through my actual feelings and mm -hmm. how like I feel about it. But it also kind of keeps me in check at the same yeah, time for sure because like there's sometimes I'm like yeah, it's like well is it the worst thing in the world that he goes there and it's like and so I think the final thing is like he's like well like I need him to get challenged. I was like yeah I was like what the, what happens when he wins it all. 
then what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and so it's like, if you don't take him to like a national, like the best national tournament around, he can't win it. No. And if he doesn't win it, you can still, you know, it's like motivate him to like kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it's like to keep working. Like, hey, there's gonna be other people out there that like, you know, this or that. Or it's like, you know, again, he's like, if he wants his kid to get beat, like, I throw his kid with a kid, a kid that's like right. three grades older than him. He gets beat by him. Right. Like it shows him there's like another level. Sure. Like, but like that's one thing that I don't understand is like, ah, uh, yeah, different conversation. Yeah, I, well, I think it's really like, like you said. We, I mean, we don't have a science, and every kid is different. And yeah. And and every time, I think of it like a, an equation, right? But it, it's not. It can never be an equation because your inputs. And the inputs from the kids are so all many, different. Every so many time. different factors. Every man. different room, every different practice. Because if you don't have a certain kid there at that practice, or you have an extra kid at that practice, the input changes again. So it's not, you know, what I'm like the the information and the involvement of what's happening is different every single time. I mean, especially when you're talking about kids and that are going through puberty and have all these hormones. Like, they're some of them are almost like multiple personalities like they show up one day and they're like because they're they fought with their dad over yeah. something stupid and then the next day they act like they're the happiest kid in the world yeah <laughs> and so, i mean it's a, it's a roller coaster for sure yeah and i just or like we just they, got done with the holiday season and they're little hellions yeah, they're, you they're know it's like up yeah season. exactly and it's like they just get there and they're ready to roll and it's like god go back to school yeah, right. um yeah. uh, but yeah. well it's been uh, about an hour, and I feel like we could talk on for another hour, but we got to go to wrestling here in a little bit. I love wrestling. Yeah, right? So much fun. Well, good luck today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I know we'll need it. Yeah. I don't think you guys will need it. I shoot, we do. So we, I told you we got last seed, right? Yeah. So we wrestled Missouri Gold right away. We right. got Missouri Black today this morning, so. Yeah, but uh, we'll you see guys how it are goes. in the gold bracket. Yeah, and, we're, yeah. Uh, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, we'll, f we'll find out. We'll see. All right, thanks. Well, good luck. Good talking to you, Max. Talk to you.